Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> All righty. So are we list, listless vessels? I'm going to get in trouble saying this term over and over, I suspect. Listless vessel gate. That's what I'm calling this. But maybe just vessel gate. List, list, list vessel gate. So Florida Governor Ron DeSantis coming under fire for dismissing supporters of former President Donald Trump as listless vessels, sparking frustration among critics, some who have deemed the moment his basket of deplorables moment. And surely his critics would never exaggerate something like that, right? That's just not what critics would do. No, of course not. Um, I saw somebody actually make a reference to um, good people on both sides. Remember that? I do. Yeah, I was working afternoons up in Asheville, and uh, President Trump made the comments about the uh, the protests and then the, the violence that occurred in Charlottesville, Virginia, and, um, and he was talking about the protests from the night before, which were about, like, removing the General Robert E. Lee statue, and he was talking about good people on both sides, and then uh, he... As he does, he kind of jumps to different topics and was all over the place and then just talking about the the other protesters, like the Tiki Torch guys, and then there was the you know, the the terrorist guy who ran through a crowd of people and killed one of the activists who was out on the street in downtown Charlottesville, which by the way, we were up there on our way back from New York at the beginning of the month. Christy and I stopped and saw a friend who lives in Charlottesville, and so we went around uh, we went to UVA. We went around downtown, check out the the little uh, you know downtown area, and just by coincidence, the place we were going to eat was right on the street where they've apparently named that part of the street after the activist who was died, Heather Heyer, or yeah, Heyer. And so, uh, and I saw the name, and I said, "Oh, I guess this is where it happened." So, um, I remember. Coming to Donald Trump's defense over that, among many other things, by the way, over the years, um, where he was not treated well, he was not treated fairly, um, and finding myself trying to figure out, you know, what he said, and then the coverage, because as is so often the case with all things Donald Trump, the initial, and Republicans just sort of, you know, in general, it's, is that uh, there's an initial reporting, a narrative gets crafted and put out there and then everybody just accepts that and runs with it and then you find out maybe you know a couple hours maybe a couple days maybe weeks maybe even years still dossier maybe years later you find out that this thing that everybody knew to be true is not in fact true or the quote that they are giving you is not the full quote that there's actual context there that when you hear the entire quote it is actually not conveying the meaning that the people who wrote the narrative want you to believe is the meaning. 
I did not take what he said to be what DeSantis said. I did not take that to be the basket of deplorables comment that I know a lot of people in Trump world want me to believe that this is the, quote, basket of deplorables comment that Hillary Clinton made about Trump supporters. Right. Back in 2016. I don't. I did not take that. In fact, I've got the audio. I have the transcript, watched it all. Also saw Ken Cuccinelli on CNN push back and call out CNN. He's a contributor to CNN. I don't know for how much longer because he pointed out that they edited the clip. They, they took out a large chunk right in the middle of it, and then they squeezed together the two ends in order to send this message that Ron DeSantis is attacking Trump supporters when he's actually talking about the movement. And he says it needs to be bigger than one person. And by the way, he is correct about that. Otherwise, it's not a movement, right? It's right. A movement cannot be about one person. Because if it is about that one person, then that's not a movement. That's whatever. I mean, you can call it the cult of personality. You can call it whatever you want. But that's not a movement. Because if that person dies, if they pass away old age or go to jail or something, right? If they're no longer able to lead the movement, then there is no movement because it's just about the person, right? So he makes his remark in an interview with the Florida Standard lamenting the label rhino, which has been given to him and many, many, many others by Trump supporters who view him as a traitor for jumping into the presidential race prematurely. Now, by the way, getting into the presidential race as a candidate on the Republican side, that does not make you a rhino. I just feel like I need to point that out. People throw the term rhino around all the time. And before you try to throw it on me, I will just disabuse you of the notion. Not a Republican, not a registered Republican. Sorry. So that doesn't really work for me. You, you, you can call me a rhino. That's fine. But it's, it's like comically absurd because I'm not a registered Republican, nor have I been in 20 years. So uh, I do notice, though, that a lot of people throw the term around and it just means somebody who disagrees with me on one issue. That's That's been my interpretation now of the modern use of that term. It used to mean something else, I think, you know, 10 years ago. It's not that long ago since this term got created, it seems like. I remember a time before the term rhino, so it's been within the last 10, 15 years. But it was always, you know, somewhere along the lines of, you know, you claim to be a Republican and a conservative, but you vote with Democrats and with liberal policies and for liberal policies, and so you're not really a conservative Republican. And you go against the party. I mean, John McCain was called a rhino, right? Lindsey Graham's called a rhino. Um, DeSantis said that we have a strand in our party that views supporting Trump as whether you are a rhino or not. And he's absolutely correct about that. That's which is kind of funny to me in like that, that that's the standard that if you either, that if you support Donald Trump, then you're not a rhino, <laughs> which is weird, right? Because the term rhino meant something attached to principles, not to a person. The way the term used to be used, but now it's been turned into this thing that, oh, if you don't support Trump on every single issue, now you're a rhino, which I don't I mean, well, now the term doesn't mean anything. Just come up with a different term, right? Anti-Trump, never Trump, right? Those are fine. Like those, those, uh, those terms work just fine. But the idea that, that Ron DeSantis would be a rhino, is, that's kind of, I mean, that, that's absurd. 
um, if you know anything about his his record. And so, and by the way, people who say this term or use this label against like all of these other Republicans all the time, it, that's it doesn't mean just being opposed to Donald Trump on one issue. That it's not what that means. And by the way, um, there's a lot of crossover in philosophy with between you know Donald Trump supporters and people on the left. There's a lot of crossover. In fact, that's there were a lot of voters. Remember. Um, in uh, uh, 2016, what we found was that a lot of voters who had voted for Barack Obama, a lot of white-collar Democrat voters, that they had fled. They moved, and they they then threw their support over to Donald Trump. And I used to tout this all the time when people would attack Trump supporters as being racist. And I said, how is that possible? These are voters that voted for Obama twice. And then they became disillusioned. You got Hillary Clinton up there attacking them as deplorables, right? And so then they they shifted. They went over to Donald Trump. So, I again, like a lot of the positions, you know, don't touch Social Security, don't do any kind of reforms to any of the entitlements, even though it's bankrupting us, spend lots and lots of money that we don't have. These are not, these were not fiscally conservative Republican positions, but... As I've said many, many times, the parties are realigning. Don't know what they're going to look like, but it is quite obvious that the parties are realigning. And there are people that look at, like Donald Trump, he's doing well among uh, men particularly, but you know, uh, black men, Hispanic men, Latinos, he's doing very well. Versus like, I shouldn't say, well, he's doing well. He's doing better than other Republicans have in the past. Now, is that just because of him or is that because of some larger movement that's occurring? Right. And that's really the question. Is it him or is it a movement? And if it's just him, then that's not a movement. He can be leading people, but if he's not in charge anymore or not able to lead, then there is no movement. And by the way, like when people say, I'm only going to vote for Donald Trump and that's it, then that tells me that's not a movement. That's a that's about a man, right? So I'll play the clip. I've got it. We'll play the clip from uh, Ron DeSantis. Get your reaction. See what you think. Is this uh, is this an attack? This listless vessels comment. All right. Now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. All right, so let's get to this audio clip of Ron DeSantis talking about the listless vessels. Listless vessels. He is asked, oh, this is from an interview on the Florida Standard. So to the people who make those claims, they make it so much. Why do you think that they say these things? Is there a reasoning behind it? That or you're do a rhino. Really think that? I don't think they think it. I think that we, we, we have a strand in our, in our party that views supporting Trump as whether you are um, a, a rhino or not. And so you could be the most conservative person since sliced bread unless you're kissing his rear end. 
they will somehow call you a rhino. So it's been totally detached from principle and what you actually believe and results. And it's more about, you know, just what faction you happen to do. So there'll be people uh, who are huge Trump supporters, like in Congress, who have like incredibly liberal left-wing records that that's really just atrocious. And yet they're viewed as by, by some of these folks as like, as like really, really good. Then you have other people, you know, like a Congressman Chip Roy, who's endorsed me, Congressman Thomas Massey. These guys have records of principle fighting the swamp that are second to none, and yet they will be attacked by some of these people and, and called rhinos. Uh, so it's just been totally detached from any type of substance. And ultimately, a movement can't be about the personality of one individual. The movement has got to be about what are you trying to achieve on behalf of the American people? And that's got to be based in principle. Uh, because if you're not rooted in principle, uh, if all we are is listless vessels that's just supposed to follow, you know, whatever happens to come down the pike on Truth Social every morning, th- that's not going to be a durable movement. Right. There's the comment. The very end of it. If you're not rooted in principle, if all we are is listless vessels that are just supposed to follow whatever happens to come down the pike on Truth Social every morning, that's not going to be a durable movement. That is a far cry, despite what uh, Hannah Bleu at Breitbart.com suggests is some sort of equivalent to the Hillary Clinton basket of deplorables remark. And for people who want this to be that, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. It's not, it isn't that. This is so tedious. It's, this is really getting tedious. And I, by the way, I guess I might be a little bit more open. Maybe I have a little bit of a softer shoulder to cry on if some of the most deranged and nasty attacks, right, had not been thrown at, like, everybody else that ever runs against Donald Trump. So, you know, no, no I'm, I don't, even if, even if it was a full frontal assault, like, I don't, it, it, it wouldn't be any different than what Trump is doing to the various people. But, look, it's never a good idea to attack the people you need to vote for you. And that's why Trump world is seizing on this, dare I call it pouncing, um, is why, they, why they're trying to use that in order to drive a wedge between DeSantis and primary voters. They want to make you feel like he attacked you. But what he is obviously saying there, if you're not rooted in principle, if all we are, he includes himself in that. Hillary Clinton didn't say we're the basket of deplorable. She didn't say that. Right? She said you are. Whereas what he is saying, what DeSantis is saying is like, we have to have principles in order to build a durable movement. And that's true. And it doesn't matter what the movement is. That's true. It can have figureheads, no doubt about it. But you got, it's got to be based on unifying principles and not just a person. That's all. And that's, that's true. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturette organize the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. 
food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educators and vendors from all over to help people do just that. I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? So on this uh, this reaction to Governor Ron DeSantis' comments about listless vessels, and he's obviously talking about movements based on principle versus movements that just follow a, a leader. And uh, he says if you want to have a durable movement, you got to have a movement that's based on principles. And otherwise, we are listless vessels, which means like we're vases without a list. Which I don't really understand if that's the... No, I'm kidding. It's listless vessels like uh, boats that are just like floating along on the water, just yeah, wherever. Go wherever the wind takes them. There was a, a reaction. Uh, they were discussing this at the Federalist on their podcast, and there was um, an emailer who responded to them who said that a better campaign strategy for DeSantis would have been to describe Trump as the victim of a hysterical media that created a prejudiced populace, which is true, by the way. I totally agree with that assessment. Absolutely. They, people kept screaming that, you know, Trump is Hitler. Worse than Hitler. Like I missed the part where he, you know, murdered six million Jews. I missed that part, but okay. Well, you would totally do it if he could. Okay, well, now that's just speculation. You don't actually know that. There's no evidence to suggest that. And by the way, I'd point out his daughter converted to Judaism, so I don't think he would do that. But no, 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 really. You who hate Trump and view everything through the prism of Trump, I should totally believe your speculation. <laughs> On this, okay. So he has been the victim of hysterical media, and it, that hysterical media did prejudice a lot of people. He would not get coverage. He would not get um, praise for the. Th- I mean, look at the deal that that they did uh, the Abraham Accords, right? Do, do you think he gets credit for that? No, absolutely not, and he should. Anyway, the uh, suggestion then goes on to say that this would have enabled DeSantis to be the MAGA without the baggage candidate that many Republicans say they want. Well, yeah, they do. But, uh, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of Republicans that, yeah, that they want that candidate without the baggage. But those people are not Trump supporters. So, like, the people who are like, oh, you know what, I'm going to vote for Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. But I, I totally love Donald Trump, too. Like, I tend to think those are the people, like, if you really love Donald Trump, you're going to vote for him in the primary. Why wouldn't you? There are some people who are making, like, a, a strategic calculation because they think that the best chance to be Joe Biden is with somebody other than Donald Trump. I get that. But, you know, there, there are all these different uh, views inside the GOP, right? You've got the, um, you got the never Trump faction. you got the always Trump faction or only Trump. Uh, and then you've got people that are, you know, they're like, okay, you know, well, whoever the nominee is, I'm going to vote for them. I don't know how, I don't know how big these groups are, by the way. I, like, I, I, it's hard to get a read on any of this stuff. 
The effectiveness of the approach is not hypothetical. It's precisely the tactic used by Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, I have said this from the beginning, that Ramaswamy has all of the hallmarks of a stalking horse candidate. He never attacks Trump, ever. And you could say, oh, that's just so he can get his voters or whatever. Yeah, that's what Ted Cruz tried, too, and it didn't work. But you notice who doesn't attack Ramaswamy? Trump. Why doesn't Donald Trump attack Vivek Ramaswamy? If we are to believe all of the polls that are now coming out, Ramaswamy is gaining momentum. Why wouldn't Trump try to kneecap them? All he has to do is send out the word and say, this guy, he's your next target. But all the, all the fire keeps getting trained on DeSantis, right? Keep in mind, supporting Trump came with costs never associated with supporting Bush, McCain, or Romney. Trump supporters, this is a very key, por- uh, key point here, that a lot of folks on the left, probably all of them, and virtually everybody in the media, I would wager as well, People don't understand this. The left and the media, but I repeat myself, made support for Trump, made it a high stakes price, made it very, very expensive. Trump supporters lost friendships. Brothers and sisters stopped talking to each other. Parents had their kids disown them over this. Grandparents don't get to see their grandbabies because they liked Donald Trump. They stood by Donald Trump. And that's the price that they've been forced to pay because they prefer Donald Trump. And by the way, like every I have these stories. I'm not and I didn't even vote for the guy. And people accuse me of that. People think that I'm in the tank for Donald Trump, which I know makes people in the audience laugh because they're, you know, I get messages Pretty frequently, phone calls, oh, you're just a Trump basher all the time. And like what I'm saying right now, people will not remember this because people are just seeking to be offended by everything all the time, right? Everyone is assuming bad faith all the time among everybody. But Republicans have these stories. And if you don't have that story in your own life, you know somebody who does. And so there's this there's this hypersensitivity among Trump world supporters that uh, of Donald Trump. There's a hypersensitivity to this. I get that. Um, I get that. And now they have been uh, sort of backed up against a wall on this stuff because they've sacrificed so many personal relationships and such. Right? They've lost friends and family members and that sort of thing. And so now, like the the price of getting off the train is super steep. Because otherwise, what was it for? But also, also, a lot of Trump supporters have been engaging in this very nasty behavior, too. And I don't look past that either. <laughs> so, uh, no, you don't get any kind of safe space here, guys. You know, when you were out there uh, uh, making fun of Ted Cruz's wife's looks or Carly Fiorina's looks, right, when you were when you thought it was LOL hilarious to accuse people's fathers of being murderers or the candidates themselves of being murderers, right? When, when you're okay using those names against other people, then I don't care if people call you names either. That's how that goes, right? That's, that's what I mean. 
a consistent application of a standard. So if you're okay with the name calling, then you're okay with name calling, even if it's directed at your guy, which by the way, this wasn't, but that's where we are. I don't like it, but that's where we are. Got a tweet. It's a P tweet from Melissa who says, I believe listing as in a ship leaning to one side would have been a better word choice for DeSantis rather than uh, listless vessels. He should have said listing listless means without energy. And that's not the case with Trump supporters. Either way, he should have learned a lesson from others past remarks. See, once again, so Melissa, you're saying this is about Trump supporters. He's talking about the movement and he, he includes himself in there too. He says, we, he's talking about we conservatism. Now, I mean, if you want to say that Trump supporters are not conservatives, I am open to hearing that argument. In fact, I have seen like a lot of the surveys that indicate that very thing. Like I see a lot of people that say, you know, Trump's my first, uh, He's my first pick, and uh, if not him, then RFK Jr. And maybe that's you. That's fine, but RFK Jr. is running, I thought, on like the the you know anti-COVID vaccine stuff, and Trump is the guy who did the Operation Warp Speed. See, there's a populist movement going on, and that's also what. DeSantis is talking about. There's a populist movement afoot. And in, and these pop up every now and again. And if you want it to be a durable movement, then it has to be rooted in principles. And so that's that's all DeSantis said. If it's if it's not rooted in principles, because he was he was talking about the attacks that he has uh, endured being called a rhino, a guy who has voted against Republican establishment candidates and ideas and stuff. A guy who was in the Freedom Caucus, which is hardly where all of the rhinos tend to congregate, you know. Here's the other thing, too. I, was, I mentioned before how, you know, people, Trump supporters have lost a lot. Uh, and, and they've gained a lot, too. I'm, I'm not trying to, like, woe is, you know, woe is me kind of thing here. But the price of getting off the Trump train is very, very high because they've lost personal relationships. They've gotten into fights and they've been doing this now for so long. But there's another group of people here that I would just, you know, if you are a a big Trump supporter, I would just want to put on your radar. Okay. There are, there are some other folks that are in your tent that are in your coalition. And these are the people who were not, You know, true believers in Trump, they were reluctant, they went along with it. And they've been lumped in with you. They've been forced to defend him. They've been forced to defend you. They have lost friends for defending Trump, defending Trump's supporters. They've lost friends, family members, for the past eight years, right? The past eight years. This is a group that I would put myself into that simply for not like savaging Trump at every turn and being like, and I know some people, oh, you do that, you just hate Trump. I have defended Donald Trump when he is in need of defense, which has been a lot <laughs> because they've been attacking him for a very long time. 
But I get savaged for that. And so when then I hear people like, oh, yeah, if you're not totally on board with everything he says and does at any given moment, then therefore you're, you're a rhino or you're not a conservative or, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. That's not a way to treat people that have had your back, even when we didn't like your guy. That's all. Um, that's the camp. You know, no matter how many times I went to bat for the guy, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? Bonchi over at redstate.com, he says uh, he had spent a lot of times defending Matt Gates uh, from accusations, remember, of the sex trafficking, Donald Trump Jr. as well, from accusations of Russian collusion. But now he's getting attacked, adopted, adopted the same tactics. Why are so many people in Trump world adopting the tactics of the left here? Right? It didn't have to be this way. Max Nordau says that this is the new fine people on both sides hoax, this listless vessel thing. So, no, I, I didn't see it as an insult to anybody. He's talking about building movements. Now, maybe you're not interested in building a movement. That's totally fair, too.